Okay. Well, I shall uh, kick off as people come in and uh, each and every one of you a, a huge, huge welcome um, to this seminar where we're going to be exploring the, uh, the power of coaching conversations. And um, so much has been said this morning, hasn't it? about the importance of doing life together and um, conversations are part of all of our lives all of the time and this afternoon we're going to think about how a conversation can uh, can be a powerful part of God's plan to bring change and to bring health and as we've said on the blurb for this seminar whether you want to be a better friend whether you want to be a more effective leader whether you want to be a more uh, understanding and loving parent um, or you long to make disciples, or you long to make and see apprentices of Jesus, like we've heard about this morning, then this is what this seminar is all about. And welcome to you as you keep coming into the room. It's great to have you um, with us. Um, and in this seminar, we're going to explore some of the basic tools that will help someone else in their journey. They're tools that will help you to help someone else. And there's been a bunch of people involved in putting this seminar together and you'll see them in just a moment. So I want to say a big thank you to you as well. Um, a powerful conversation is when someone comes alongside someone else with the attitude of spurring them on, of preferring them, of choosing not to jump in and advise and tell, but to give time and space to draw out the deep things that are unique to that person and unique to their journey, um, who they are, what God is inviting them into and how he wants them to move forward. This is about the kingdom. And um, you might have heard um, coaching advertised uh, in a kind of a, a movement wide context. And um, we do have a growing team of trained coaches serving specifically senior pastors, associate pastors, site pastors, uh, retiring pastors, and also church planters. And you can find more information about that on the Vineyard Church's website at the bottom. There's a coaching tab that you can, you can click to access a coach or to express an interest in becoming a coach, if that's something that you would like to do. We'd love to hear from you. But this seminar is about everyone getting to play. That's what we love, isn't it, in the vineyard? Everyone gets to play. And we dream and we pray for a culture of coaching to emerge within the movement. And today we want to give you some tools, very simple tools, that will be useful and will have, definitely will have, a profound effect as you use them with God for his glory, filled by the Spirit, as you as believers enter into conversations with those around you. So these coaching conversations, this way of stopping and being with someone, this practice of encouragement are all about the kingdom being expressed in and through us as a body. So you're going to hear some testimony, you're going to hear some teaching, and we'll have something for you to interact with yourself. And we have resources also to go alongside this seminar on that coaching tab on the Vineyard Church's website that I just mentioned. Um, and coaching is about coming alongside people as they try. I love what was said, uh, was it yesterday, about trying. As people want to move forward and try something and see change and growth 
and health in their lives. And um, we all need people that are going to ask us questions that we need to wrestle with to move forward. And powerful conversations help people to get clarity for themselves to make steps of their own, of their own decision. So whether you might be a hundred percent new to all of this today, um, but I'm praying that all of us, and especially if this is new to you, will see how you can have powerful coaching conversations with those around you. And you do not need to be a coach, so do not worry that uh, you've come to the wrong seminar. This is about us learning together some simple tools as we are Holy Spirit-filled people. And um, please post any thoughts, questions, comments at the side because there's so many people here with experience and uh, we'd love um, the, the banter to be as people ask questions for people to step in and answer and make suggestions so let's go for it in the chat this is only an hour Tim if you're ready very soon that'd be great this is only an hour and we can scratch a tiny bit of the surface but we are going to have a go so here we go Hello. Hi, Bambi. Um, thank you for being with us um, at this um, seminar all about um, powerful coaching conversations. And um, we've been friends for many years. And um, just recently, I know that you had a, a journey of having conversations with someone who came alongside you as a coach. Um, and I know that it's been really quite a, a powerful experience for a whole load of reasons. So I don't know if you just want to um, tell us really briefly uh, about yourself and, and what you do, and maybe what you were hoping to kind of to get from coaching yeah okay so i'm bambi i am married to tim and i have a daughter um madison who's 16 and i have taught for the last 10 years in mainstream secondary schools and i've actually been um the senko the special needs coordinator in in both the schools that i've i've been at um for for the last 10 years so i work with children um and young people and their families with who have disabilities and the, uh, the whole range of, of disabilities yeah and you are compassion like you were just the most wonderful person tell us a little bit about um kind of your job like where you find yourself in life and maybe some of the questions you were asking that a coaching conversation um has helped you to to move on with and think through mm -hmm. well I, I, I mean I started my job almost straight out of, of teaching practice really after after graduating and went straight into um special needs um and special needs has always been something that's been close to my heart because I was diagnosed with a visual impairment when I was 15 and I know the the difficulties that I faced in school you know teachers did their best but it was what it was and I, I just know exactly what it's like to go through school with a, with a disability. And even though now things have moved on quite a lot and knowledge has improved and, and you know, resources and equipment has improved, the, the core of a, a, a child being diagnosed with a disability and going through the range of difficulties, emotions that they have are still the same. So every time a new child comes comes to me, I, I feel like I see myself in in 
in that child and, and I know what the family is, is going through as well. So I just bring to bear all of my personal experience really to my professional work. And I'm, I'm just all about the relationships. I'm all about the, the looking after and the, and the making sure that, that people are okay. So that's, that's the way that I had shaped in the early years, my, my profession. Um, but after about, you know, the, the, in the last 10 years, I've, I've gradually become, I suppose, frustrated, disillusioned with the, with the system because the, it, it's more and more, it's become increasingly difficult to do my job in the way that I believe it should be, mm -hmm. be done. Mm -hmm. And there are more and more demands on, on my time to do the things that are not necessarily um, within my skill set you know, things that just take away from what I really want to do, which is working with the children and, and the families. So, yeah. So when you came to have your first kind of coaching conversation with somebody, you came um, experiencing quite a lot of tiredness, uh, frustration. You've been kind of going through the motions with lots of compassion, but you had been doing the same thing over and over. And I think from what you said to me before, it's fair to say that you almost had lost some of who you really were. Some of that, uh, that heart that you wanted to do your job with has kind of been knocked out of you. And yeah. you came to these conversations. What, what benefit did these coaching conversations that you experience have for you I think it's like it's like you say I was really tired and I didn't even I didn't have like this the space I, well I didn't feel as though I had the space or time to think because I was just so tired all the time you know it's it's really emotionally draining draining the, the the job that I do and the things you know the parents that I feel like I'm holding up and the kids I feel like I'm holding up so you know I you know to have that to have that space to think and just to be was was really difficult and you know as the teacher you go you go and you go and you go and you go holiday comes and you 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 kind of you get a cold. yeah you get a cold you, you just <laughs> ill for the week and then you start again yeah. um so yes just kind of I suppose in it around lockdown I suppose when lockdown started in March 20, 2020 that was yes a, a time when everything changed for for a lot of people for me personally it was the time it was the space that I was that I believe I was given to actually think <laughs> to actually look at everything and say well what actually what is going on and to to ask to really ask God what what is it I'm supposed to do next because I I believed that there was more I believed that there there is more but I didn't know what that was and, I, and I'd become so confused and so many thoughts around my head, so many feelings, you know, of frustration, anger, just, what, don't want to go back there, not doing that anymore, <laughs> I don't know why they're doing this, it was just too much, it was, it was like this heavy weight that I was carrying, so yeah, coaching came along. <laughs> so how, how has God used coaching and the gift of these powerful conversations to move you from that place of overwhelming um, exhaustion um, and you know your mind spinning with all the possibilities and and, and all of that um, you know how has God used that and, and, and what's going on now in in life? 
I've I've always I've been thinking recently about kind of my personality and and that kind of thing. And I think I'm I'm the eldest of five 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 children. So I've always been very independent and like I can do it. And even with a visual impairment, I'm I'm very much like no, nope, I'm going to do to do it myself. You know, the the bad, the only thing I can't do for myself is is drive a car. It's, you wouldn't want me to do that. So <laughs> I, I I kind of thought, well, I'll I'll just figure it out by myself. I'll just figure it out you know, and it, and it will come together. What the coaching did was make me stop and make me um, have those conversations with someone else. It made me stop and think, it made me stop and pray, it made me stop and really listen to what God was saying to me. And what I found was that it wasn't even about the thing I got, I got so hung up on what's the next thing. It, it wasn't really about that. It was about understanding who, who God has made me to be and, and coming back to that because a lot of, a lot of what I think I, I, I knew what, who God's made me to be. I knew what those things were, but I was rejecting those things because of my experience in that, in the particular role that, that, that I, you know, that I was working in. Yeah. So. You can see um, from Bambi's story how powerful conversations can be. And um, there are a few skills that we want to introduce to you in a moment. But first of all, here is an example of the sort of conversation that you may well have been a part of or seen um, since so much has been done online. Here's something that points out just how bad we can be at listening to each other. Hi Rob, thanks so much for agreeing to help me with the whole issue of online communication. Well, yeah, you know, I'm here to help you, whatever you need. It's such a problem, you know, first I was talking to people in the room, then there was no meeting in person doing a lot yeah. well. You know, I, I started yeah. with Skype, which was easy, but it seemed like okay. you could have a new well, person on the call, yeah. you know, because adding okay. people was tricky, you know, depends well, on the platform. Yeah, okay, well, why, why don't you give me permission so I can share my screen? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, um, hang on. Uh, you know, and random people try to try keep making contact and what on earth is untitled chat then there's whatsapp and you can have a group call but you know there are so many whatsapp groups that they keep falling off my contact list and in any case it doesn't work for ipad or iphone or any other i device and why is that anyway rob uh, you don't seem to be taking my problem seriously oh uh, yeah i'm sorry okay you're right i, I i'm all ears Okay, so first there was Zoom, which was great because you can get a hundred people on the call. And basically, that's everybody I will ever know in my whole life. And you want to contact everyone, don't you? Yes, and you can share whatever screen you want. I've got so much content and annotate it as you go. But then everybody wants to control the session. Even my grandkids have started renaming me Poo Poo Head on screen. No! We talk to each other all the time, don't we? But we can be really poor at listening and um, that's one of the powerful things about coaching that when you come to someone and listen in a good way which we'll explore together shortly um, the power of that the way that in a way is the kingdom being expressed as one person gives to another 
the gift of time and attention and space. You know, so often in life we we talk and we, we pass each other by. Um, and when we really begin to focus on listening well, um, there's just real power in it. And uh, in a minute, we're gonna look at asking really powerful questions and listening well and how we can do that. But just here's, an, uh, here's another few um, little clips of testimony um, from Elinid as she's spoken to some people about how powerful it was to be heard and to be listened to. In what ways, or just tell me some of the ways you found coaching conversations helpful? Yeah, well, I find, and I want to thank you for it, Elinid, for creating such a safe place for me to hear my heart and to hear what God was speaking to me personally. That for me has been the standout memory of my time coaching. I would do it year on year if I could. <laughs> but it was just wonderful and so empowering to be able to discover alongside you that actually God had already equipped me for so much of this from years ago. And that was a real revelation to me and such an adventure with the Lord and to be able to walk that out with you was so helpful and so empowering and that's something that uh, we've already shared that I've taken into the season coming after um, my time of coaching and through this time of you know lockdown and so on there's all kinds of emotions we have to process but what I learned with you was just to be able to take that to the Lord and just um, that I'd already a lot of those answers and solutions already within me. Um, I loved how your questions were gently thought-provoking. <laughs> um, so it was when advice was given, it wasn't to instruct, it was just to gently uh, nudge. And um, it was just wonderful to be able to, yeah, just to, just to go through that process in, in a pace that was right for me. And I, I appreciated that. The coach had was a great listener. Um, she, uh, she was great at listening. She wasn't a lead pastor, so she didn't, she wasn't an expert in leading a church. So she didn't offer me lots of advice, um, which I, I appreciated it. It was, she was good at creating, um, a context where I could actually, um, discover what the problems were myself by explaining them myself and then work through the solutions as well with the experience that I have. Um, and, uh, yeah, that 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 um, that was particularly helpful, um, especially because it lasted over six months. So we met monthly for an hour, and it was quite disciplined. Uh, it was just sixty minutes, and um, she kept me on 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 point with the the, the hour long conversation. So we did we did get through what we wanted to get through, and then at the end, um, she would ask me what commitments I wanted to make in order to fulfil on what what we discussed. Um, and what was helpful about that for me was the sense of accountability that I knew that in a month's time I needed to feedback on whether I'd actually done what I said I was going to do. So that was really helpful as well. The big thing I loved was um, there was I wasn't being told, oh, I think this is what God is saying. Or you know, there was some times of that, but the majority of it was actually it was me learning those tools and those skills to realize that because actually I got those moving forward. And I think um, I found that the most helpful but it's equipped me with tools that I'd not realised were already there in me or God was already speaking and learning to know how to um, work with that, hear that, and move forward. 
and know that um, you're here at this seminar because you've read the blurb and you want to explore um, becoming a better friend maybe, a better parent, a better leader, uh, a better person to come alongside and disciple others. And um, we've said this will be practical, this will be helpful. So this is where we want to get to putting some of the tools so that you can have some of these powerful conversations with those people around you. We want to put those into your hands right now. And there are four things that we um, would like to introduce or reintroduce to you. And all the time as you're um, watching and listening to, to these, I'd love you to think where and, and how might I use some of these suggestions, some of these tools. So we're gonna look at the power of celebration, the power of listening, the power of asking good questions, and the power of helping people to move forward, to take steps forward. Okay, so we're gonna look at celebration, listening well, asking good questions, and helping people to move forward. So, here we go. So here is Elinid with a little bit about celebration. One of the things that I found really powerful in coaching conversations is the power of a positive start. And I found this really useful because I'm somebody who's a bit of a troubleshooter. I want to go in, I want to find out what's wrong. I want to help people to put that right. So my inclination would be to go in and say, what do you want to talk about? What's not working? But I found that starting a meeting with the question, what's going well? Or what are we celebrating? means that people begin the conversation by thinking about what God's doing in their life. Or you might say, where have you seen God working in you or through you? And as people speak the things out, often quite tentatively, something about speaking those things out actually feeds them. And I've found that the reaction can be, wow, I thought I'd come to talk about this, and I have, but actually I didn't realise how many things were going well, how many areas that God was blessing. So let me encourage you, great question, what are we celebrating? Celebrating what is going well, celebrating where we see God at work, celebrating with others is something that uh, we maybe don't do quite so much as it would be helpful for us to. Especially at the moment, there's so much uh, weariness in the air, isn't there? And conversations we have with people can be uh, sometimes like wading through treacle. And I think something we can do, which is really powerful, is to help people to, to lift up their eyes, to see what God is doing and to recognise his goodness, his provision, and, and yet yeah, where we see him at work in the big or the small things. And a really powerful conversation starter, as Elinid said, is to bring that um, to the forefront of people's minds. Uh, and as they celebrate, uh, it's, it's a powerful start to a conversation. So just have a think, who could you ask that question to? What are you celebrating? Where do you see God? Maybe 
some people just spring to mind now who really could do with a conversation that starts like that. Or maybe it's, it's you that could do with a conversation starter like that. Either way, it's good. It's a good, good, uh, powerful start to a conversation. So bear that one in mind. And here is um, Helen. Helen's one of our mentor team um, coaches, and she has a real gift, a God-given list, lit, gift for listening. And um, she's just going to share some of her passion around listening with us. One of the joys for me as a coach is to be able to stop and sit down and listen to somebody. And it's such a simple thing to do. But in today's world, we are so busy, we don't have time to stop or listen. And perhaps sometimes we don't even want to. We don't want to hear other people's views and opinions. The world's view is increasingly intolerant of anybody else who thinks differently to the way we do. So this is a great opportunity to sit down and to hear what somebody is thinking, what their dreams are and what God is saying to them. It's only when we stop and listen, we find out who the person is to discover how they think, how they feel and what their hopes and dreams are. Too often we can be prejudiced by silly things, thoughts about someone because of what their name is. It might remind us of somebody else who we had a bad experience with and just be having the same name. It brings up negative feelings about that person. Or perhaps their characteristics re remind us of somebody, perhaps an old relative that was really awkward or something. And again, it just clouds our vision of who this person is. When we stop and listen, we can begin to see the true character of the person in front of us. And all our preconceived ideas are just blown away. And also it allows us to open up a three-way conversation with the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, that is so exciting and so powerful. Because as we listen, he's he comes and he prompts and he gives good questions to ask, you know, to, not to be nosy, but just to find out how to go forward. What's the best way forward for this person? What's the most natural way for them to do things? And when that happens, it is so encouraging and so powerful. We can often look at our goals in different ways and find different ways of reaching them or perhaps find out that wasn't perhaps the goal we thought we wanted to have, and it's something else. So when the Holy Spirit is in, involved, it's just an amazing adventure. And listening is such an underrated gift. When we stop and give somebody their whole, our whole attention, they feel valued. And it's not that we're just stopping and waiting till they have a, a a moment's breath so we can jump in with what we think. It's just giving them that time to talk about what they have on their heart. I say it's such a joy and a privilege to be allowed into that place where somebody is willing to share what's on their heart and mind with you. And it's not only that, 
I've also learned so much personally from listening to people and it's blessed me so much just by listening. I didn't realise quite how powerful uh, listening was or being able to talk without um, any interruptions until I was coached. And then as I was coached, my coach would just sit and listen and then just drop in these fantastic little questions that made me think and think, oh, well, how would I do that? What would I do with that? And through that, I came up with solutions myself, probably for the first time, rather than relying on somebody else. And so that was so powerful and life-changing for me. And that's what a good conversation can do. It can change your perspective. It can change the way of your thinking. And it can enable you and empower you that you know that you have got the answers within you. They just need drawing out. So I encourage you, the next time you're talking to somebody, try it. Try listening to them. Try just dropping in a question to find out a bit more. It's well worth it. Give it a go. I wonder if, as Helen was speaking, um, you became aware of conversations that you have, people you know, um, maybe people that you lead, maybe your spouse or children or a neighbour, um, conversations that you have that maybe you're very quick to jump in to tell rather than listen to discover what is going on in that person's life, what's going on in their heart, what's going on in their hopes and dreams. Um, and as we think about this toolbox, listening, it, it sounds such a, a passive thing, I think, but it is absolutely powerful. There's nothing passive actually about listening well and taking notice, um, but it's a real expression uh, of the kingdom to stop and to listen. Jesus stopped for people and um, we want to be people that stop and listen well and uh, Helen's encouragement is fantastic and just take a moment now and maybe think where do you have conversations through your week and where maybe do you talk more than you maybe want to as you're listening to this seminar. Maybe you're aware of certain conversations that you have that need to be more weighted towards listening to discover what's what God is doing and what is going on and what's important. It's a challenge, but if you want to be a better friend, a better parent, a better leader, then listening is so crucial and it's an absolute gift that we can give to others. And then there's asking good questions along with that listening and waiting. If we can ask really good questions, uh, good questions provide an opportunity for the kingdom to break in. And here's Steve sharing a bit about asking uh, good questions. So powerful conversations are built on two foundations and the second one is being able to ask good questions. Now what is powerful 
about asking good questions? Well, questions build connection and connection builds community. And community, let's face it, right now, unlike opinion, is something we are really all short of. You know, when we meet people, they are looking to see if we are interested in them for themselves. And asking questions tells them that we want to hear from them and we value their opinion. But of course, not all questions are created equal. And we know the ones that tend to cut us down to size, don't we? What on earth were you thinking of when you said that? So what are the questions that make people feel valued, encouraged and noticed? Well, one big distinction is the difference between open questions and closed questions. Closed questions, as it says on the tin, tend to close a conversation down. They generally have yes and no answers. We learn these from a very early age from our parents. Are you ready? Did you do that? And some closed questions are designed simply to show the other person that we have a good idea. They start with things like, is it? Could you? Should you? Is it true that? Have you thought about? And they already skew the conversation towards the idea that my opinion is important. Open questions, on the other hand, start with words like where, when, what, how, in what ways could you? Open questions invite the other person to say more. They invite them into the conversational space to open up about themselves, their ideas, what they really like doing. Let's just try some on Elaine here behind the camera. Elaine, did you like your holiday? I did, it was good. Close question. Open question. Elaine, what was it about your holiday that you liked? Oh, I just like the sunshine. I like the beach. I like the warm water to swim in. And I just like going to these interesting places. To, to look at these old buildings and things and ruins. Wow, sounds great. How about my idea, close question. Um, Elaine, would it be a good idea to talk to Julie about this? Mm, maybe. Open question. Who could you talk to about this? I have a really good connection with Alice and I feel I can trust her not to judge. Sounds good. And now my favourite subject, food. You know, we could ask a question like, would you like steak tonight and get our favourite meal? Or we could ask an open question and say, what could we have for dinner tonight and get something else? But how about this question? Elaine, what would you really like for dinner tonight? Oh, I'd really like braised beef cheeks cooked in red wine sauce and nice veggies followed by my favorite eaten mess wow i am hungry already <laughs> and now we're getting somewhere you see some questions open up what really satisfies us and food aside perhaps our values what motivates us why we do the things that we do the key 
is to take the spotlight off yourself and on the other person. The key is not to talk about detail, but to talk about them. So let's try this now. Detail question. Elaine, who would you invite into your group? Fiona or Jack. Okay. And now a you focus question. Elaine, what do you want this group to give you? I really want this group to be inclusive and able to gather people. Maybe I'll invite Jim. He's got such a gift in making new friends and connecting with people. Well, I can see that. So we're talking about exercise. Here's a detailed question. How will you get fit? I could go to the gym. I could swim. Okay. And how about a, a now you faced question? Elaine, what is so powerful for you about the idea of getting fit? Mm, that's a deep question. I lost my father early in life through a heart attack and I really don't want my fa family to feel abandoned like I did. Well, that is deep. And not everybody's going to go there. Uh, but by asking these you-focused questions, we invite somebody to say something deeper about themselves. Sometimes they're able to crystallise something that they hadn't quite formed inside them before. Uh, they're able to see things from a different point of view um, and maybe clarify an issue that they were still a little bit unclear about. Let's summarise. Questions are not everything, but they help us make friendships, they affirm and encourage people. The important thing about questions and making them powerful is not so much the words, but the focus. To focus the attention on somebody else rather than upon yourself. The Bible calls it preferring one another. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 says, be kindly to one another in honor, giving preference to one another. The Bible calls us to prefer, to encourage, to affirm and to urge. And as we invite the Holy Spirit to lead us in our conversation, so this becomes a Holy Spirit led ministry of encouragement, both within and outside the church. So this is at least an introduction to powerful questioning. There is so much to learn. I think we're going to be giving you some material so that you can explore further. But in the meantime, let me just encourage you within this ministry of powerful conversations. Thank you. And we're going to put some suggestions for questions that you might want to explore um, asking with people in conversation to get under the surface to the the real important thing that is going on to explore the god-given dream that someone has to help someone move from a place of being stuck to a place of
freedom and thriving from a place of not knowing what they're about, what they're made for, to a place of realising who they are and what it is that God is calling them to. To move from all the distractions and the busyness and the everyday, um, and the everyday life that buzzes around us to a place of stopping and kind of teasing out amongst it all what is important and what is it that God has for me to do. So we're going to put a bank of questions that you might find useful, I'm sure you will, on the Vineyard Church's website under the coaching um, heading, <clears throat> heading which you'll find just at the bottom of the um, homepage. So asking questions, celebrating, listening well, asking powerful questions, and finally helping people to move forward. It wouldn't be a very helpful, it wouldn't be a very powerful conversation if it was just a chat. What we are wanting to do in coaching is to help people to journey through a conversation and come to the end with some clear ideas of what it is that they want to do, what it is that the, the changes are that they're going to make and actually have concrete clear steps of when and how and um, you know who else might need to be involved but what are those first steps to that goal to that dream what can i do now what will i do this week what will i do this year and coaching a really important you know a powerful conversation is to get somebody in conversation to come to that point of realization and understanding about what it is that they're going to do because that is really powerful when people decide for themselves with the Lord what they're actually going to do and say it out loud and commit to doing it that's where you as a friend can say okay brilliant I'm, so if I ask you you know in two weeks from now how that's gone um, you'll be able to tell me all about it and, uh, and sure enough, we're seeing time and time again across the movement and, you know, in different churches that have kind of got coaching bubbling up, that these kind of steps of moving forward and having sort of accountable relationships and friendships through coaching, through those, these conversations that make time and space for each other is really, really, really powerful. So I'm going to do something a little bit uh, different now. I hope that you found that helpful and, and as you've listened, different, you've had different thoughts about different conversations that you might be um, having this week or conversations that you will um, go out of your way to pick up the phone or to organise a Zoom call to have. So um, I'm going to tie things together but if we were in a space together in a seminar room at Trent, we would say, right, get into pairs. Here are some questions for you to try out. All the things that we've talked about so far, listening, asking questions, celebrating, getting people to get to a point where they know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Um, and we would practice that in pairs. But on this um, hopping um, format, we can't actually do that. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. And I am going to ask you some coaching conversations. Um, we're all in different spaces. Uh, most of us probably sitting by ourselves. Uh, maybe we've got homeschooling happening <laughs> in the next door space or, or maybe not. But wherever you are, um, 
I want you to just to just stop and imagine that you and I are having a conversation. Okay, so I know this is a really false um, thing to do, but um, it's kind of the best we've got. So I'm going to pray for you during a coaching conversation. We'll always pray for someone at the start, affirming who they are and encouraging them in our prayer. Um, and then I'm going to begin to ask you some questions. And I would love it if you can, wherever you are, actually talk back to me. Okay, I'm talking to a screen right now, so <laughs> you can reciprocate. So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to give you time and space and encouragement to speak. And I am praying in faith that actually this is going to be powerful, that God is going to um, use this time to unearth some dreams, some hopes, some changes that he longs to see in your life. And that actually this will be powerful, even though it's a bit strange and a bit false. But I'm going to pray now uh, for you and believe that this is going to be a powerful moment for, for you watching on and joining in. So, OK, so it's just me and you. OK. No one else. Ignore the internet. So, Father, I thank you for, for this moment. I thank you that you love your child, that you are with them. Thank you, Lord, that you have plans, that you have things that by your spirit you want to reveal right now so that um, headway can be made so that steps forward could be made to honour you and to usher in your kingdom. We pray now that in every room, in every home, Lord, that you would be present and help this conversation, strange though it is, to flow for your glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I've got some notes. And so my first question is, what are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? What's going well? Where do you see, do you see God at work? Tell me all about it. What are you celebrating? It's amazing, we have so much to celebrate. And what do you sense that God is inviting you into? What do you sense God inviting you into? It may be a hope, it might be a dream maybe something more immediate in your everyday life that you just know God is inviting you into something, maybe doing something a different way. I don't know. And if I was with you, I would see your body language and I'd be able to listen better. But what do you sense God is inviting you into? It could be anything. And then talk about it. 
know, can you say anything else, any more about it? What is, what is it that God is giving you a sense of or showing you very clearly that he's inviting you into something? And if you think about that hope, that dream, that vision, that change of lifestyle or whatever it is that he is asking you and inviting you into, what would it look like if that thing, that hope, that dream, that change, whatever it is for you, what if that change had been done and had become a reality in your life and it was going fantastically well, what would it be like? What would be happening? Can you paint a picture in words? Can you paint a picture in words about what it is like? One thing that's powerful is to let our ears hear what our heart sees and hopes for. So say it out loud, paint a picture about what it would look like if, if this hope or dream had been realised. Go for it in Technicolor, in Technicolor. precious. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And is there anything else as you think about it, as you let yourself have time and space to just dwell on it for a moment? Is there anything else What are the obstacles or the challenges for you getting there, to that place, to that picture that you just painted in your words? What are the things that are obstacles or challenges to that becoming a reality for you in your life? Talk about them. And, and whatever they are, if you were to begin to remove or overcome just one of them, maybe the most prominent, what was the first one that came to mind when you thought of the thing that was going to stop you or the thing that would be the biggest problem? What do you need to do? What could you do to navigate a different way to still move towards that dream? Because there will be a way. And if you're not sure, just ask the Holy Spirit to, to help you to, to see a way around. And what would you do to move around or over these 
this particular obstacle or challenge that you know about for your life. How are you going to do it? What's that first step that you can take? How, how will you do it? What will you actually do? Tell me, talk to me. <laughs> And when will you do it? So I want to encourage you now, if you've got a piece of paper or you make notes on your phone or your computer, as you think about this obstacle and the step towards overcoming it, just jot it down. What you're going to do, what you're actually going to do, when you're going to do it, and how, how you're going to do it. And I want to encourage you, this is amazing because this is the first step and it's powerful. And what we can do in conversations with our friends uh, and those we lead and everyone that we talk to really is to, to help them to stop and think around their own solutions to some problems or some, yes, yeah, to, to the problems that, that they see around them. And then I want to go back. I want to revisit this hope, this dream, this change, whatever it was that came to mind earlier and that you, you spoke about. What is the first step that you could take this week towards where God is leading you? Towards the thing that he's shown you? Towards the thing that your ears heard your heart say just now as you talked about it and painted a picture of it down the line in the future. What's one step, one move closer towards the reality of that hope or that dream that you spoke out a minute ago? Just have a think about that. And maybe you've quite quickly come up with a first idea and that's great, but I wanna encourage you Think about an, another way. If there were no limits on you, if there was um, nothing to stop you, what would you love to, to make that step, those steps towards seeing that dream? What is God showing you is the way forward? And what do you want to do? What are you going to do this week to step towards the future, to step towards that dream, to step towards that thing? And I want you to think of that step, confident that you can achieve it, that this is going to be something that you're going to do. And I want to ask you to tell me, what will you do? What will you do? And do you need anything or anyone else to be able to make this first step? And I want you to get concrete. So what are you actually going to do this week? And when are you going to do it? So it's in your diary, whatever the time slot is uh, to make the first step um, towards this hope, this dream, this change, whatever it is that you spoke about. I believe that God is 
is is is a birthing dreams that they actually are going to become alive as you step into them this coming week what is it that's the first thing for you to do with God and I'd love you to jot that down too so that you leave this seminar with a clear idea of one thing you're going to do to um, overcome an obstacle or a challenge and one thing you're going to do to move towards that dream, that hope. And that step is amazing and what I love about um, these conversations and what is so powerful is that every conversation is unique, that the creativity of God is um, present and active as as we stop and talk to one another he births new things he gives new ideas and as we pray with each other and as we talk about the important things in our hearts and in our lives and the future that God is inviting us into then um, powerful life-changing things happen and I just want to pray for you I want to thank you father that you have been in this conversation whilst it's kind of not been a conversation it, it has and Lord I thank you for what you are doing I thank you for the steps that have been written down for the steps that are going to be taken um, this week thank you for the churches that are going to be planted. I thank you for the leaders that are going to rise up. I thank you for the ministries that are going to be birthed. I thank you for the families that are going to be happier and healthier. I thank you for the connection with you uh, as people have made steps and um, and yeah, committed to take steps in their own discipleship this, this week to move closer to you and to worship you. I thank you that every unique person is going away with a unique step forward. And we thank you that you are here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in conversations, that you love us to listen to one another. And we see you at work in each other. We thank and praise you. Thank you, Father. So I bless you on those on those steps. How exciting! I can't wait, you know, to to hear from some of you um, what what what's going on and what's happened. Share it with a friend. Talk to one another. Ask these questions of each other. I hope that you have found um, the seminar useful and uh, encouraging, and that you go away better equipped in the conversations that you have and that you will be having. If you um, would like to find out um, more about um, coaching, I would suggest, recommend a couple of books. One is called Mining for Gold by Tom Camacho, fantastic book, life-changing um, in terms of how we interact with each other and see what God is doing. So that's a fantastic book. And there's another one called Coaching 101 by Bob Logan. So I'd encourage you to head away and to read those as well to, to have a, just more encouragement around all things um, coaching and conversations. Today, we have really hoped that this seminar would 
play a role in um, in helping coaching become part of the culture of the vineyard. In every church, every conversation, in every relationship, uh, in every leader. Um, so yeah, we, we hope that today we've put some tools in your hands that are going to be useful to you as you journey forward. Um, and I just want to just for a second turn my attention and speak to you. If you are watching this, if you're on this seminar and you are a senior pastor, an associate pastor, a site pastor, a retiring pastor or a church planter, then um, we have a, a coaching team uh, within the vineyard who are trained and released to coach for sort of periods of time, uh, six months or nine months, depending on, on what the role that you have is, um, to walk with you monthly to coach you. And if you've never accessed that, I really want to encourage you to and welcome you into a coaching relationship. And the way to do that is to go to the uh, Vineyard Church's website and go to the bottom of the page and click on coaching and it will take you through to be able to apply for a coach and you'll be matched with someone and they will be in touch with you. And also during this kind of coronavirus craziness, um, we, if we have capacity, we, are, have, we have slots for kind of one-off coaching sessions and for leaders within the movement who aren't in those categories but are leading and would just value a coaching session to maybe untangle some stuff or talk about the hopes and dreams going forward to just get some clarity and begin to move forward so that is available and there for you as well um yeah we so so that's that so don't don't forget that and if you know anybody who could access a coach then let them know if they're not on this seminar uh, and finally we periodically do um, coach uh, training uh, to build up the, the the national team and if that's something that you'd be interested in then please do um, drop us an email coaching at vcuki.org.uk and we can um, keep a note of that interest and as and when we do those we will be in touch there's a, a bit of a process um, to, to do that um, but we would love to know that you're interested.